All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuckadelics? What's happening? How's it going? How was the ayahuasca retreat? How was the birthday party? How was the doctor's visit? How's that thing on your nose? What's going on with that cut? Was that broad enough? Did I did I throw a, a big net? <laughs> did, how's how's that kid? How's that kid? Did you get your car fixed? How, what do you, are, are you do you think you're gonna get that job? Do you think you're gonna get fired? Maybe this isn't the right time to arm yourself. Or maybe it is. Right? Broad enough? Throw out a big net. How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. Did I say that already? I'll be in St. Louis tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday at Helium. You can go to WTFpod.com slash tour. I'll be at Wise Guys in Las Vegas on September 22nd and 23rd for four shows. I'm in Bellingham, Washington at the Mount Baker Theater for one show on Saturday, October 14th as part of the Bellingham Exit Festival. I'll be at the Chemo Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico for one show on November 11th. And Denver, Colorado, I'll be at the Comedy Works South for four shows, November 17th and 18th. You can go to uh, WTFpod.com slash tour for tickets. And that's where it's at. I've got Hannah Einbinder on the show today. She's very funny. I like her a lot. Uh, She's uh, featured for me here in town. I've tried to get her to feature for me on the road a bit, but uh, she's got her own thing going on. And uh, and that's why I'm talking to her. Actually, she's got a bunch of tour dates coming up starting tonight in Sacramento at the Punchline. Then she'll be heading to Raleigh, Denver, Minneapolis, Toronto, and Delaware. You can go to hannaheinbinder.com for tour dates and tickets. She's this the spunky gal from Hacks. She's Gene Smart's assistant on that show, Hacks. And she's very funny. And she she's kind of uh, has a good pedigree. Her mother is Lorraine Newman, who I talked to a while back. And oddly, on the day I talked to Hannah, earlier that day, I talked to Chevy Chase, who also a uh, original Not Ready for Primetime player along with Lorraine Newman. And I brought, uh, I brought that up to Chevy that I was talking to Hannah. And he was just basically, huh, how old is she? You know, in terms, I, you know, I, I, I just assume everyone stays in touch, but uh, I don't, I don't, I never learned that lesson. Not everybody stays in touch. So I wanted to get this haircut because I got tired of this like crazy, weird, long, gray, kind of bozo looking, stringy uh, hair that was making me kind of look like a crazy old Jewish man. You know, like the guy that's got a bunch of books and records in his house in stacks. He's got files of things. He's got pictures from his entire life up on the wall. You know, he's got uh, he's got three shirts that he wears and two pairs of pants. And he's got like uh, he's got hats, and you know, people know him as that guy. There's that guy walking quickly down the street again. Holy shit, wait a minute. I am that guy. I'm I'm already him. So the least I could do was try to hide the reality of me by getting a, a, a fashionable haircut. That was my big plan. 
just to get like it was just going all over the place you know i i get the long hair thing and i like it and i've i've been up and down with haircuts but i was just sort of like i gotta get it gotta get rid of this shit man i gotta it's just making me look too crazy because I, when I look in the mirror, I don't think that. And then when I see pictures of me, I've told you, I've done this bit before, but it's just sort of like, we got to, got to reel it in, man. So I was wondering where to get a haircut. Cause generally my process has been over the years, the woman who cut my hair on my TV show, Marin Laney, she lives in my neighborhood. So for years, she just has been cutting my hair. One way or the other. For years, on my porch, we cut the hair. And then she moved away, and, and, I, and I just didn't have any solution. So I went like six, nine months without the haircut. And I'm like, I've got, you know, there's other people that cut hair. So I'm like, well, what, what, what if I want a really good haircut? So I'm thinking, like, what comedians do I know like, basically, it was like, who's the vainest comic I know who would have an amazing person to cut the hair? I know some of you are like, Mark, we don't give a fuck. Just go get it cut at the place. Go get yourself a $20 haircut. Go get yourself a $30 haircut. Maybe they still even have $9 haircuts. It's hair. What are you hung up on? I'm in show business. I Part of my job is to look presentable in on stage so i have to you know it's so crazy it doesn't matter i've had all the cuts some of you who have been with me for years remember the razor cut period and then that become popular with uh the uh, the kind of young white supremacist class so i kind of got away from that 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 kind of like uh, mid-30s fascist buds buzz cut long on top and just uh nazi on the sides I didn't want to do that anymore, although it's very easy and very comfortable. And not all the people that have them are Nazis. I, 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 you know, I throw that word around a lot, but you know what I'm talking about. There's sort of a butch bro kind of vibe to it. Very popular now is the, the sort of like um, Hans, the kind of like German butcher haircut with the large beard uh, in some sort of boot and dark clothing and uh, some sort of... Uh, mostly meat diet so i'm going the other way but the long stringy hair is an old guy is not good so anyways i'm like who is the most who's the vain guy who's the guy the put together who's the put together fella i know in my racket that's going to know the good barber and there's only one answer for me and it was jeselnik and i'm like i'll go ask jeselnik what uh where he goes to get his hair cut and I was in the hallway at the comedy store. I'm like, dude, you got a good hair person? He's like, the best. I've got the best. I've been going to her for like over 10 years. She's the best. And uh, and I'm like, I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to say how much it cost. <laughs> but I, I threw a number out there. I'm like, was it? Uh, he's like, yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I already, you know, I've said it publicly before. It's, I'm not ashamed of it, but it, I think it detracts from the story because if you knew how much I paid for the haircut or how much Anthony paid for the haircut, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? We are professional entertainers. We need to put some money into it. It's a business expense, you guys. 
You know, and I wasn't always like this. I've tried a lot of haircuts. I've tried a lot of outfits, but I just needed, I needed to go someplace where I would believe. So I made an appointment, his person, which was in Santa Monica, which is sort of like from my house to Santa Monica on any given day because of traffic, I considered getting a hotel room just for the, the night to get my haircut. But I went down there to this place, Shin Collective, and Shin was, she's great. And it's a, gr- a little place in, uh, in Santa Monica. And I booked it and the woman who booked it, who works there was like, well, I told her, I said, you know, Jeselnik referred me. I said, what days do you got? And she told me a day and she goes, Jeselnik's actually coming in that day. Do you want to book it so you, you run into him or would you rather not? And I'm like, of course. She's like, you want to go before or after him? I'm like, before. So I'm getting my first haircut, which is a whole thing at uh, at the place. And it's going well. And I'm just so happy to see all that fucking stringy ass gray hair go. I didn't color it. I'm not going to, I'm not going back on what I feel about coloring hair at this age. But she was in, she's doing a great job with my hair. And then Jeselnik walks in because he's going there for his, you know, with this haircut, you know, you get a, 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 a touch, a trim on the house five weeks after, which is nice. Kind of a refresh. So he shows up and now we're having this thing in this back room. There's two chairs, two barber chairs. And uh, she's cutting my hair and Jeselnik's there and we're talking. He was uh, showing us his new tour t-shirts and stuff. But then it just gets to this point where, you know, I go get my hair washed and the both of us are sitting there and she's, she has cut both of our hair and she's now telling us about product and about how we have to handle our hair in terms of not washing it, uh, getting the height out of it. And it just, it was like just me and Jeselnik sitting there while Shin was telling us <laughs> how, to, how to do our hair. And it was just so funny and kind of uh, cute in a way. But I said to Jeselnik, I said, do either of us have the courage to uh, Instagram live this right now? <laughs> and he and uh, I clearly, we decided no. But he's off on the road. Go see Anthony if you want. And, uh, you know, and we both have nice hair now. I, I, I think his hair is probably a little nicer than me naturally. But now I'm in, right? So now I've got to carve out of my business expenses, you know, at least, you know, like four or five visits a year at the Shin Collective, but it's, if, if it works, it works. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward. She said, this haircut's going to be great in a few weeks or something like that. And that's something to look forward to an evolving hair situation. But to be honest with you, I doubt that me or Anthony are going to do what she told us to do. I mean, the, the idea of a blow dryer came up and, and it was like, no, that's nah, not going to happen. And I walk out of, uh, the salon, which is just down in Santa Monica, not even on a busy street. And I'm walking to my car and I see a guy, just this stout dude, older dude, kind of gray hair, gray beard, mustache, and all of it's the same length, kind of crew-cutted, a crew-cutted head and sunglasses. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's David Mamet. And I'm like, I know David Mamet. I talked to David Mamet. And I'm walking closer. I'm like, it is. He's just walking down the street. And I'm like, David Mamet. He's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. And he keeps walking. I'm like, it's Mark Marin. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, yeah, thanks. What is that? And I'm like, he's like, oh, how you doing, man? It's like, this guy, one of the great playwrights, one of the great screenwriters, he's now, he's, it's like talking to a Jewish mobster. He's like an old Jewish mobster. 
But I just was like, I said, yeah. He's like, you're still living up in that area, that place. And I'm like, no. I moved. He's like, oh, did you get the book? And I'm like, I don't, what are you talking about? He's like, I, I told my people to send you a book. I wrote a book about my 40 years in Hollywood. And it, you know, it, it's, it, it's, you know, I, I tell the stories. You know, I know he said something implying something. You know, he said, like, I don't hold back. So uh, I'm like, I, I definitely get me that book. It was, he's a character. Anyway, tonight, St. Louis, and tomorrow night, St. Louis, and Saturday night, St. Louis. So look, Hannah Einbinder is here. Again, her fall stand-up dates start tonight in Sacramento at the Punchline. She's doing a lot of shows, Raleigh, Denver, Minneapolis, Toronto, and Delaware. You can go to hannaheinbinder.com for tour dates and tickets. And it was, it was lovely talking to her. So good that banana bread. It's really good. I, I don't always go for the nuts in uh, the banana bread, but I really like it, it in this case. Mm. They're that, walnuts. Isn't that an interesting story? It is an interesting story. <laughs> I'm glad it it went on after I don't always go for the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that hilarious? What, isn't that what I would say if I was a a comic, if a, yeah, uh, that kind of comic. I guess my next special when I sell out, it, I'll do. Uh, just, it'll be called. It'll be called. Um, it'll be called. Uh, I don't always uh, go for the nuts. I don't always go for the nuts. <laughs> Hannah Einbinder, the bisexual story. I think we just we don't even have to do a show. I think we we got. I a think good we got plan. it. Should I? Is it? Can I keep these off? Do I have to wear the headphones? What are you worried about? I don't want to hear myself. Come on. I don't want to hear what are you talking about? Well, it's it's um, it feels like uh, I'm aware when I hear myself on a mic in yeah. headphones, I'm aware of the fact that this conversation is not limited to the two of us in a way that makes me feel a little less free. I I think that you're jumping the gun on that. Okay. I think that you're uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think you're overestimating your self consciousness. Mm. You 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 hear me as not me in front of you, but as something that is being listened to by many? No. No, I mean, I yeah. mean, I, no, I mean like, um, like if I were to yeah. do this. Yeah. No, I'm just hearing you. Okay. I'm not hearing Mark Marin on a microphone. You're hearing I'm, Mark Marin uh, on a microphone, but not on a microphone. Yeah, I'm seeing Mark Marin yes, on a microphone. Yes. I'm hearing Mark Marin on well, a, in it, a chair. It's completely changed your entire disposition just like that. Yeah. Are you looking at the levels? Yeah. Yeah, they're through the roof, huh? No, they're good. Okay. I, you know, I, I think I'm overly vigilant on the levels. Okay. You're, you're, you're. What do you you're, know about sound? What do you mixing? know about levels? What do you, what do you? Um, only, only, only knowing mo- mo- mostly my, my knowledge of levels is on the emotional nature, not so much the tech. I can't, I don't know that I can help you with that, but. <laughs> How are you on the, uh, on the faders with oh, the emotional levels? Can't get enough of the stuff. Okay. Addicted. Like tech, like by, you know. I'm working on a concept. Uh huh. For a joke that I think is pretty good, but I don't know. Uh, I I bounced it off some comics last night, and they didn't seem to Lay it on me. jump on board. The idea is that I wish I had control of my imagination because what it's doing <laughs> on its own is not great. <laughs> and I think, and then I started thinking, like, how much time during our day 
do we spend negotiating with our imagination? Mm-hmm. Distorted thoughts. Right. But have you ever thought about it like that? That it's just sort of like your brain's just going. Yeah. It's making shit up all yeah. the time. And then you have to navigate this bullshit landscape. A hundred percent. Now, Mark, this yeah. is where the power of prayer comes in. Do right? you do it? <laughs> of course. I'm like, of course, saying that like as an annoying like little little bullshitter. But yeah, no, I actually literally I find that the only thing larger than than the the distorted sense of self yeah. uh, that I sometimes experience yeah. um, is God so, is a higher P. You know, yeah. What I mean? So you do the higher P. You're locked in. I'm doing HP. Really? Yeah. Always? Oh, totally. oh yeah, always. Uh, I had a brief period of atheism in college, of course. Right. Um, but I, I I actually took took a class my senior year called the history of myth. Yeah. And it was taught by a wonderful queer pastor. Mm. And he was sort of talking about um, the, that sounds like some radicalization going on. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. So he was teaching myth and then somehow landed that on God being real. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that he was even trying to say that. I think he was more so. Um, first of all, the, the history of myth yeah. was uh, the, the idea behind the class and kind of the central thesis of his his argument mm. around it was that like these myths from these texts yeah. existed pre these texts. These are just the same stories twisted and turned for sure. moral, right. you know, right. whatever. We yeah, all I get know it. that. I get it. But but he sort sort of more so was um, describing faith as a as a tool in t- desperate times. Um, right. Our need to feel connected to something bigger than ourselves is almost genetic, mm. because uh, you know without that. Uh, how do you stop the terror mm-hmm. of being alive? But it could be anything. And it's very, it, it, it plays into that. And it, it's belief. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, people need it. Me personally, I, I'm pretty day to day with it. Okay. Yeah, it could be the banana bread we just ate. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving on to the nicotine lozenge. Okay, party. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, then I'll experience some dread. Sure. In between you and sure. who I, it's a very interesting day <laughs> because I have to talk to, uh, I'm talking to you, yeah. the offspring of an original cast member of Saturday Night Live. True. And to, uh, this afternoon, I'm talking to Chevy Chase. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? That's the guy. He, I, is he? Well, he's, I mean, he's a guy. But you you didn't grow up knowing that guy. No. Because you, your mom really. was out. Yeah. Long time when yeah. you were born. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. was way behind her. I was 42 when... when she was 42 when I came around, yeah. pardon me. So she'd been done uh, for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get back to this God like, thing. So you... Yeah. Oh, you, I, I, I will say I, I prefer to get my dread. You do maybe an, an afternoon dread. I do dread sort of the moment I take my first take my first glances at the day. I wake up 645, oh. the powerful fear of, of generations screaming out in rebellion, coursing through my veins. Yeah. You know, that's just on Judaism, obviously. Yeah, sure. Really? Um, yeah, oh, I think so. I think... I you think, wake up uh, out of the gate, kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Just heart beating. Really? Heart pounding. Yeah. I think I used to, but now, like, I'm just so concerned with m- making my body work. Okay, say more on that. Uh, I mean, like, I get up, I got to stretch, okay. I've got to, like, pull it together. I kind of, I don't sleep much, and I each day really? is, is, like, two days, because I, I have a day, and then I'll go do comedy. So, like, when I get up, I don't feel dark. What are we talking about in terms of the sleep? What are we doing hours-wise? About six. Six, that's good? Yeah, six is about good, about right. Maybe <sighs> six or seven. Okay. Why? What I are mean, you doing, nine? I'm doing nine. <laughs> I'm doing nine. If I can help it, you know what? Yeah, well, I might fuck around, do ten. Yeah, yeah. Because now is this? Uh, 
Because I want the day to, to end, Mark. Is I want to be in at night. I'm right. I'm winding it down. Eight thirty. Eight forty five. Really? Yeah. Getting in the bed. What's it? What's the matter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, oh, man. It's in me, Mark. No, no. It's it's no. It's Hannah, in me. No. Yes. You're good. You know. By the way, there's a way through. I I I. What by I, the end of the day? Uh, <laughs> I mean. Before I take my last my last bow, sorry, pause for. Oh, crack it open. Yep. Um, yeah, I just mean before. I'm going to sort it out. I'm actually doing better now today yeah. as I'm sitting here yeah. than I have maybe ever. That's because of me. That's because of you. Yeah. yeah. It's because you inter- did, intervened yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah because uh, you, you had to pull it together to uh, to figure out how to uh, to talk. Yeah. For, uh, you know, for a, a chunk of time. Yeah. Without uh, revealing too much, it's a lot of <laughs> a lot of discipline goes into that. You really got to kind of like, okay, I'm gonna put this together. Yeah. Wait. So tell me about the prayer. You pray like right out of bed, <laughs> just, um, or during the day. Uh, yeah, just you know, sort of, you know, restore me to sanity, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the secret club stuff. Deliver me from uh-huh. uh, anxiety. Oh yeah. I got a, a meditation. Do I have my phone? I, uh, I, you know, I'm kind of a, a, a shame junkie, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that about? What you do you know, feel like? You, well, it just sort of like, oh, I just you know, it's I, just familiar. That's what it's about. It is. It's familiar. It is. It is an addiction to safety, and there is safety in shame. Why? Because you're shitty. Because it's a. Because it's a. <laughs> you, I can tell you today. No, I'm not shitty. That's a nice thing. So this was a big step. That's big for me. I'm new to that. Hold on. I'm going to read you this thing. Wait. Let me see if I can find it. Lay it on me. By the way, I'm what? looking at your nicotine lozenge, and I've never had one, and I kind of want to pop one live on air. Uh, I'm not going to let you do it. Really? No. Uh, okay. It, it, look, this is what... This, trying, to, trying to use in the garage. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you <laughs> did you smoke? Yeah, I've, I had a cigarette today. Oh. Yeah, these are... They have pack a, a bigger punch than you oh. think. I'm scared. Okay, you, never mind. Like, you know, you might get the little queasy. Oh, you know yeah, what? Yeah, not, Absolutely not. Not great. So this is like, this is what my therapist sent me. Well, it's got a little Buddha on it. Okay. Yeah, the image. Um, if I have harmed anyone in my way, either knowingly or, unknow- or unknowingly through my own confusion, mm-hmm. I ask their forgiveness. If anyone has harmed me in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly through their own confusions, I forgive them. And if there is a situation I'm not ready to forgive, I forgive myself for that. Mm-hmm. For all the ways that I harm myself, negate doubt, and belittle myself through my own confusions, I forgive myself. Mm. What do you make of that? I think it's solid. Now it's about the, you know. Like, I like that confusions is plural. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a spectrum. Yes. You know, there's many confusions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you think you're able to? Are you able to put that into practice? Does that does that sit with you? And, and do you do you enact that? I just got it, Hannah. Just today? No, a couple of days ago. <laughs> I think. And I, I looked at it once, and I read it through, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. And this is literally the second time. Text? Will you text that to me? Oh, look at you! I'm saving lives. I need to. Yeah. This was really? August 25th. I got this, and this is the second time that I've. This is it's September. It's September one. one. Yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad. I I have a therapist that has been you know doing this to me like with these. She's kind of Buddhisty. How long you been with her? 
on and off for you know a few years, but not not on much. She's kind of practical, kind of like, do you what do you like? I'll call her. I'm like, I need to work on this. She's like, all right, let's work on that. And then after two or three sessions, she's like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> Great. guess. <laughs> sort of an a la carte tapas style therapy. Exactly. Great. Do you have one? I do. It's not a la carte. Now, this, you is, this is controversial. I've been with the same therapist since I was 15. Is it controversial? Yeah, they say you got to get a new one every five years. Who does? Ah, people. 15. Yeah. Controversial. Is it like a... Uh, like um, a therapeutic grooming situation? <laughs> no, 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 no. She's <laughs> like, fabulous. Uh-huh. I love her. She's so great. 15, so she knows the whole thing. She knows it all, yeah. She's guided you through it. She saw it live. Yeah. Why'd you start going to therapy at 15? Um, my, uh, I think um, my parents... <laughs> fucking weirdo it's not gonna matter um, i don't think your mom listened yesterday i think she's listening to all of them mark she didn't comment on my slide guitar usually oh, i can God. pretty much you gotta be you you gotta break it out for my app uh, break out the slide you gotta get the i slide did it last night and i did mom. not hear from lorraine on my, <laughs> on my instagram you know what uh, she's probably listening right now she's probably doing she's probably slicing vegetables and she's you're got waiting you to say something waiting for you to say Hi, something mom where she's gonna hurt her hand oh she she's, loves you so much does she she does we we had a, a good chat, you know. Uh, we moved through, uh, through th- some things, and yeah. as soon as things got a little uncomfortable, I was introduced to a new voice. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did That's you, how we do it in the Newman Einbinder house. Did you, okay. Did you grow up with that? Did you grow up with a lot of voices? It? Yeah, <laughs> of course. And they, of course, you know, seeped into my consciousness. Yeah, you can do some of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm doing yeah. one right now. No. I don't think, yeah, I don't think <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So 15, yeah. your parents are like, you need help. And- they they more so were like, you know what, Hannah? It would be nice to get you some professional. Like, they were just kind of like, we, I think the narr- I think the, the idea was kind of just like, we have our, my, first of all, my dad has a degree in um, psychology and he's very emotionally intelligent. And um, yeah. he's, he's always been a really great source of like advice. But yeah. I think it's, I don't think it's about that, right? Yeah, it's like I- you need the unbiased. Yeah, non-involved sure. person, but yeah, my I think my mom was kind of just like, you should probably like I'm yeah. going through my own, I got yeah. my own darkness, right? Sure. So she yeah. was kind of like, maybe I'm not the girl to ask, right? Type of a thing. And your dad was like, uh, I've I've taken you as far as I can. <laughs> yeah, my dad phased me out to a new. <laughs> but like, but, so you grew up here though, right? Yeah, Los Angeles, California. And you grew up like this is a show business upbringing. I didn't realize quite yeah. how much. Until I did even the smallest amount of research. Oh, yeah? I went down a very uh, shallow uh, Einbinder rabbit hole. How am I doing? Fine. Great. But, um, but like, your family comes from here pre-show business, right? Yeah, my, my, I'm a third-generation Los Angelino. Wow. My but, grandfather is born in L.A. But yeah. wasn't he, like, in agriculture? Yes. Like, so they, uh, yeah, cattle, a cattle guy. A Jewish cattle farmer, if you can even picture it. Of course, the Jews did everything. I wish people would stop pigeonholing us. <laughs> I tell you, Tim Blake Nilsson from Oklahoma, an Oklahoma Jew, parents, his, his family's uh, oil Jews. They're oil Jews. <laughs> oh, well, we don't need that narrative, Mark. Come on. No, we don't need they that narrative. oil Jews? You it's gotta... okay. It's a, You know, it, it was a different time. Okay. Do you know what I, I mean? This. It's a different time, and Tim Blake Nelson talks with an Oklahoma accent, yeah. and he's a fucking Jew. Enough <laughs> with the pigeonholing. No, I mean, look, you know, you, who, who, who are you talking to? I mean, that's, right, but uh, cattle you know, Jews. I get it. Did you know the guy? 
I did. Great really? guy. Yeah, he had a he had a great life. He wrote a he wrote a memoir, but he wasn't he was he was he wrote a memoir just for the sort of like for the family for the family. Yeah, yeah. He he um he was born in Los Angeles. What was his name? His name was Arnold Newman. Arnold Newman. Yeah, from Los Angeles, from born Los in Angeles. Los Angeles, born early nineteen hundreds. Um, yes, and he. Uh, How did he get here? How did the Jews get here? Um, by way of uh, Eastern Europe, of course. But then they came all the way across, and and with what? Uh, there was only a handful. And they were all movie Jews, but your grandfather decided to be a cattle Jew. Yeah, they went. They went up to Arizona he, mm. when he was seven. Mm. They they were cattle ranchers, and then they returned to L.A. My my grandfather served in uh. um, the Air Force. He received a Purple Heart, mm-hmm. decorated war hero. Mm-hmm. Um, came World War II. War hero is an oxymoron, I think. But and I'm just let's realizing just, that. Let's but. just tell the story of the family. <laughs> we don't have to. Infuse progressive <laughs> politics into all of it. It's yes, the neurodivergent saved, hour over here. Sorry, he uh, <laughs> he saved somebody or or a few yeah, people probably, and was awarded for his uh, valor in combat. That's a very human way. Thank you don't have to say you. war hero. You have to say it's a difficult situation. They were fighting for a reason. It was a different time. Mm-hmm. It felt like the right fight to fight. Mm-hmm. And it, when it came down to it, mm-hmm. your grandfather saved some people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And then, you know, I mean, you should have done the foreword for the memoir. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could sort of we could we could question his cattle policies if we're going to go crazy. I mean, you know what? You have a great point. (laughs) Although, you know what? I'm sure they were doing some sort of a regenerative regenerative farming situation. Don't be so sure. Regenerative only because they need to feed the cows. Well, there was no technology for mass agriculture at the time. So they couldn't have done it if they if they wanted. But it's probably pretty big. I mean, you know, there's a lot. Well, the introduction of pesticides didn't happen until after the Second World War. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was just dealing with bugs. Yep. And and raising cattle. Well, you know what you do with bugs. What? You fly in the snails. Oh, is that what you did? Yeah, the snails eat the bugs. Is this the part of the memoir? The is this like a whole chapter? Uh, <laughs> you know what? If I if I was editing, it would have been. I go get into the get yeah, into the soil on yeah, this. Yeah, the snail thing is interesting. Yeah, we want to know. No, it was more so. I mean, his forward was so funny. It was basically like he was a serious man. He was a businessman. Mm. Ultimately, he worked in textiles, and then he was a lawyer. He just did like various things over after the, the cows. Yeah, that was that was his upbringing. I would say he was he was. Oh, like a so kid. he came to LA to be a he regular was, Jew. Yeah, he, he started as a cattle <laughs> yeah. Jew. <laughs> he, yeah, okay. well, no, he started as a regular Jew, and then he became a cattle Jew, and then he was like, ah, I'm going to go be a regular Jew. Again. Okay, he was a businessman, but he started. Yeah. He did a in the the beginning of the preface of his book is like he basically just says like. I'm reporting on what I was told, but please take this with a grain of salt because my family is prone to hyperbole. Uh huh. It was revealed that when when we were in Russia, both my mother's father and mother, both of those, yeah. he kind of gave a written account of both sides of my mother's family. Yeah. They both separately own were worked in in uh, like the brothels, basically like yeah. owned uh, like whorehouses. They did, or their families, their did. families, both of them. Uh huh. Because I think it was one of those things where the Jews can. The only jobs the Jews can have are like ones in Russia. That are deemed, yeah. Were they Jewish whores? They well, I mean, who's to say? That'd be. Uh, well, I don't know why that's interesting to me. I'm like, see, we are not predictable. We, yeah, we can be. We can be filthy. Yeah, sex workers, Jews. But that's I always Annie uh, Annie Sprinkle, I believe, was a Jew. There, there's a long history of that. It's a yeah, tradition, for sure. Tradition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different uh, fiddler. <laughs> it's like a parade of sex workers. Shaking their boobs around. Yeah, totally. What do you think? Hey, I'm not against it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not working. Why don't you fucking get on it? <laughs> you know what? I might. Uh, At some point. 
All right, so that's the grandfather. But when you met him, he was old. Your memories he are was old. old. He was old, and he was lovely. And, he and you go to his house. I go to his house. Chocolate cigar from C's Candies. Don't tell your mother. Yeah, ah, yeah. oh, C's Candies. Go eat it in the closet. Yes. Nice guy. Yeah, really good guy, sweet guy. And was your grandma still alive too? No, never met her. Oh. she was, um, by all accounts, wretched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 really terrorized uh, by my poor sweet mother. Your poor sweet mom, and and her sibling. I didn't realize her sister was a big, uh, yeah, TV writer. Yeah, cool, cool, cool girl, Tracy Newman. Yeah, yeah, did some writing. Cheers, did she create a show, Ellen? Did she create any Jim, shows? I think she created according to Jim. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, that's interesting. There's a Belushi tie-in. This, uh-huh. this not ready for primetime players. Original casting just kind of lingers. Wow, I, I'm now thinking. What? Huh. I'm, I'm so. I, huh. I can't. I just think your conversation with Chevy is going to be incredible because he's a tough one. Well, that's the problem. It's, it's all going to depend on whether I can get through. Yeah. No. Because I know. he's like so guarded, and it's like I just don't have. I don't have patience for it. You know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like totally. I've, I have. No, I know. I've I literally said, you know, because. Kaylee, yeah, is works at the comedy she's, store. She plays piano, and she's great. You know, I and I love her, she's and she's awesome. sort of like, "Do you think you might want?" I'm like, "I don't know. Mm. I don't know, man. He's tough. She's such tough a not to crack. You know, but she's been wanting me to talk to him for a long time. Well, you know what? If he's what? if he's yeah, if he's willing, it'll be fucking awesome. Well, I talked to his wife. I talked to her mother. You know, she the mother uh, the uh, Jane. Janie, I think her name is, called me and was like, uh, you know, well, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, what what, what what's the matter? <laughs> she, It'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not out to sandbag Chevy Chase. <laughs> like you know what I mean? No. But your mom doesn't have a relationship with that guy, does she? I think they're. I mean, she's cool with everybody, but yeah, yeah. I don't know that they're in each other's lives really. Okay, so you're growing up. You know, uh, I would say a, a nice childhood. Yeah, I would. In say terms so of economically. Sure. In Los Angeles, California. Block south of Wilshire. It's not nothing. Yeah, in a house. Yeah. Still there. No. Oh, condo. Yeah. <laughs> Folks still together? Nah. <laughs> they never were, Mark. They never were? Not really. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I got to say that, obviously. Yeah. Just do that after no, every, I'm every, kidding. Bit of, every bit of like weird honesty that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, Just totally. go like, God, come on. Nah, yeah, you know, I'm joking around. It's my job. Um, but so what was the what was the plan? And what was your point of view on... Uh, and you have a sibling, right? I do. They? They. Their name is Spike. Spike. Yes. Older. Older. A little bit? 3.8 years, as oh, they like bad. to say. So you guys had the same life-ish? Kind of. Not really. Really? What was it? Yeah. What, different, different paths? I think older sibling gets a different experience than the younger sibling, don't you? Better, worse? Uh, less experienced, right? Two I'm the older parents. one. I'm the older one, and uh, I was yeah, the... Yeah, I think that's... I mean... I was the golden child. Yeah, but my brother didn't fare better. Oh, <laughs> There was no lessons learned. Well, it's obviously not a hard and fast rule. No, we would it, just was hope a, there's an evolution. No, I mean, I think that I, you know, I was relatively uh, entertaining, and my yeah. brother was a little quieter, and uh, my mother was sort of like, I don't know what to do with this one. Mm. And then he would cry a lot, so she'd lock him in a bedroom. Oh, yeah. It turns out he's lactose intolerant. And believe me, <laughs> did not, <laughs> did not. You know, well, there's there, there's always an ongoing conversation. Uh, with me and my brother Craig about the uh, the upbringing. Sure, but I'm I I seem to be generally more forgiving of my father, mm-hmm. and he seems to be generally more forgiving of my mother. What do you attribute that to? I don't know because I I think that you know my father was a. Uh, 
kind of self-centered and, you, you know, kind of uh, unattentive. And my mother, I think, wanted uh, me to be her husband. So my brother <laughs> dodged that bullet. You know, he was lucky mm -hmm. that he was the second suitor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. What about you? What do you mean? So how did it uh, pan out <laughs> with uh, being the second child? Oh. You felt like you got a better deal? I, I um, yeah, I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like, that's just in line with, you know, mm -hmm. more experienced. Uh, do you? Parents, I do. Now, when you were growing up, they transitioned? Um, no, they, they came out as trans, um, I want to say maybe my senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, it's not a, they're, they're non-binary. And so they're, they're like, uh, hormone therapies yeah. have been, yeah. Something they've been doing for a while. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Happy. Yeah. I think so. For sure. Definitely necessary. And, and that seemed to be like, uh, ahead of the curve in terms of it being a cultural hot point or a known thing. Mm. Was like, it? Yeah. yeah. I would say, yeah, they were, they were. Um, they, yeah, the, they predate sort yeah. of like the more, more of like a cultural consciousness. Right. Exactly. And was that difficult for the family or was it okay? Everything I mean, good? No, not yeah. difficult for the family at all. We were fucking liberal LA Jews. We're fucking chill. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no, my dad had two moms. Like mm -hmm. my dad's mom's mom was a lesbian and yeah. he was raised mostly by her and her partner. Like we're, we're. It's wild, It's right? all good. Yeah. I, yeah. My, Yeah. I kind of I kind of regret that mine was so conventional. I think my parents were just, um, you know, pretty standard. But I think clearly out uh, swinging to some degree. Really? Uh, maybe. How was that clear? My dad was kind of a philanderer. philanderer. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, I don't know what my mom was up to, but she was always pretty uh, sexual. Wow. So I grew up in the land of secrets, and you grew up in the land of radical honesty. Oof. Maybe too much of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How so? Well, you know. No. It's like <laughs> no, I asked. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like every every feeling, every uh, emotion uh had to be nothing, uh, sorted. Yeah, nothing nothing kept in all always just kind of externally. See, my dad did that, but we were just all afraid. <laughs> yeah, and he did it usually, loudly. Yeah. <laughs> he did it at a high volume probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So your dad's in show business too? Yeah, my dad works in advertising. He's a he directs commercials. But didn't he write some movies? Um, not that I know oh, of. He's a commercial director. Yeah. 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 He he uh he did some commercial acting back in the day. Ah. He uh, he was like a groundling. Um, and he he was a groundling with your mom. Uh, no. Before. Much after. after. Ah. Far after. Yeah. They, they have a twelve-year age gap. He's 12, he's younger. Really? Yeah. So they met years later. Yes. So he was a groundling and decided yes. not to pursue groundlingness. Well, he he. I I. I mean, I think in many cases, a lot of groundlings end up doing a lot of like acting and sure. Commercial they stuff. end up. They end up. Yeah, many of them don't make it. It's true, but you know, your favorite, uh, your yeah. favorite, uh, you know, um, what? spokespeople are groundlings usually. Yeah. You know, Flo from Progressive. That's right. Yeah. You no, know, you got sure. your. Uh, let's see. Others, right? Yeah. There would be other examples. Sure. I don't know that I can recall them now. Can but. you imagine Flo? It's just like, you know, that's, I mean, she's uh, got a fortune. Mm. And she's she's doing, God she's been her. doing Flo probably for 20 years now. God bless her. You know her? No. She was probably, I, I think feel like I do. 
I always liked her. I thought she was funny. She's fabulous. She made those commercials fun. I I I I couldn't agree more. Are you adverse to commercials? Uh, I I, you know, I, I'm a big Mad Men head, so mm-hmm. I do see the artistry in advertising. Like, well, I your think, dad was in advertising, right? Yeah, yeah. I I do see the artistry in it. I of course resent it as a. As a tool of capitalism. Uh, yes. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's how they fuck you, man. Yeah, Exploiting man. our desires. Yeah, man. And feeding our denial of the real problems. Yeah, it's an it's it's a manipulative art, which of course I love. Yeah. <laughs> but where do you stand on doing commercials? I don't um Have you been offered? No. Hmm. I mean I, I've told I ha you know, I've kind of I s no. I I you know, I I I did an ad for an electric car once. And you say. were able to rationalize that. I I um I did, yeah. yeah. I thought, well, it's an electric car. Sure. It's helping. Not that the batteries aren't made from a precious uh, lithium. Where does that end though, really? It, of course. It does it's all it's all it's there's we just no there's too it. many people. We just it's there's, over. Well, no, it's like but that's an interesting conversation about Progressives, you know, the, the idea that the, the right accuses us of having some sort of organized agenda is hilarious uh-huh. because we cannot sort of come together on almost anything. And most progressive activism is neutered because of class. Mm. There, mm. I said it. Yeah. So. Hey, by the way, Mark. What? Talk your shit and never stop. <laughs> Okay. Or, Say it, King. <laughs> Say it. Yeah. All I'm saying is like we're all a bunch of liars and just <laughs> sending a check somewhere does nothing and unless you're organizing people well, to do things, you're not doing anything. Well, it's, you know, there can be there are certainly organizations where where donations lead to tangible re- like help for people. You justify it however you want, but I thought you might but, have been a leader, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, no, I I know what you mean though. I know what you mean. It's like now I'm just I'm I'm helping you with your um, desire to not uh, go too deep on the personal level. That's all you. that's happening here. That thank you. But it's not. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, off air, I'll well, dive you know, to I the know. ocean floor. I know. I remember we scrambled to find a, a meeting that didn't exist. Yeah. We had a we had our own little sort of you know uh, trauma bonding session. Yep. Uh, very proactive. Yep. Talked about relationships. You know it. So let's talk about you personally then. Let's now do that it. we've we've kind of glazed over or we I think we've dealt with the family enough and I don't think anyone's going to have hurt feelings. I agree. Yeah. Uh I think that you've been diplomatic and I haven't uh, pressed you in any way and you know that's something you can do with your therapist. Yeah. But clearly something fucked you up. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to keep that to yourself you go ahead and keep doing that. And that is my right as an American with red <laughs> blood coursing through my, yeah. well, blue. Yeah. Red hair, red blood, Jew blood. Can't Jew lose. blood. Jew blood, red, red hair. hair, can't lose. Yeah. But so show business was not the original idea, was it, for no. you? No, I don't know that there was an idea. But you, So you're growing up. Your mom's your mom. Your yeah. uh, sibling is your sibling. Your dad's nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's there for you emotionally. How's it been, Amber? So good. Yeah. Take your time. <laughs> it's okay. People, you know, there are some people that just can't get enough of people eating on mic. I'm kidding. They, there are some people where if someone eats on mic, it's like they go crazy. 
I've had, there's only been a few instances of people actively eating on mic. Uh, and, and that's been Roseanne and that was cantaloupe. <laughs> It's like back in the day, sometimes people would come over like, do you have anything to eat? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I have some cantaloupe. So Roseanne did some cantaloupe. John Glazer, uh, I made him a sausage. Wow. Yeah, he's funny. Do you know John Glazer? Funny man. Not personally. But, but uh, oh, Okay. So you're growing up and you have parents that are, you know, kind of in their own worlds. Mm-hmm. Not your dad so much. And your mom, though lovely, was kind of dealing with her own things. And so where are you in that? Like, what, what are you just wandering around, lost? You know, I, 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 believe me when I say this is in no way a cop-out. Mm-hmm. There are, um, I have very few memories from my childhood. Why? I, <laughs> I wonder what happened. No, I, I, I have, you know, I, I'm, I'm hyperactive. I have ADHD. You do? I, I yeah, I, I, I am very rarely present and so for that reason, first of all, my my sh- short-term recall is 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 shot. Really? Yeah. No, From it's, what? It's 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 I just mean, is? Well, there I mean, later in in my teen years I definitely ex, you know, did a lot of went 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 a little overboard with the Adderall and the weed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely the my prescribed dopamine, Adderall? Yes. Yes. But you adjusted your intake? I mean, well, yeah, my tolerance grew. So I kept. Was it one of those things where you were like, "I know the doctor didn't say I should snort it," but (laughs) no, 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 never, never went that far. Yeah, but but yeah, I I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood, honestly. Like I I really think hard, and and this has been something that I've been trying to figure out. In therapy, yeah, for sure. Putting it together, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I I I was a. I can tell you, I was a really like uh, extracurricular heavy kid yeah like that's where the cheerleading came in i saw the movie bring it on and it really changed things so you were like uh hyper in a productive way ish um well i i think that was my mom's effort to kind of like get me uh get my energy out you know putting me in in various different camps and things and you know oh, so you you well that's a i think that's a nice way to look at it because when i so we're, when you're growing up was there a lot of like you know Hannah, please. <laughs> you know it. You know it. <laughs> Hannah, just go outside. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Or Hannah, come inside. <laughs> you know, she's in the she's in the trees. Get her down. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. So, so it was. She's took, talking to the flowers. So did it? So it took a while for them to know that what was up. I was tested pretty young. For ADHD. Yeah. And hyperactivity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was tested pretty young. It yeah. became. My dad has it. My mom has it. I have it, and Spike ADHD. has it. Yes, and Spike and, has it too. Yes, and we were all on Adderall. My during my childhood, a lot of talking. Not a lot of talking. Interesting. You see, when you have ADD and ADHD, uh, it creates an opposite effect. So if uppers make you up, 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 yeah, it is usually a sign that you are neurotypical. So everybody was on Adderall, mm-hmm. even Keel, even Keel, sort of just. <laughs> You know, and the and the listeners, of course, didn't yeah. get to see the act out. But there just, was a, it was a a a a gaze beyond. It was a gaze beyond, yes. gazing into the great beyond. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was a sort of shell mm. of a person. I was sort of mm. wiped of any spark, any sort from the, of from the Adderall. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely uh, lost some years. Huh. Um, like what years are we talking? We are talking. 
2008 yeah. to 2016. Wow. So Is that high school? Roughly. Yeah, that's high school, halfway through college. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you don't remember being a cheerleader? I do. I remember being a cheerleader. You liked it. I remember the ecstasy of soaring through the air. Yeah. I remember the sisterhood. Yeah. Um, I remember just sort of the 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 beauty the beauty of performing. That's yeah. That's sort of where I started. And also athleticism, correct? It's yeah. I mean, it's just the, the best. outfits. Come on now, they're rocking. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Head to toe. <laughs> Dripping with glitter. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Good. Really good. When do you come out on stage in that getup? Now, I think oh, that God. when you do the one-person show. It'd I have know. to be a charity auction, I think. <laughs> have to be a prize. No, I'm saying get a new get-up made. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be sad on a whole new level? No. I'm doing a bit about cheerleading right now, actually. I know, but I think it should be a whole one-person show. Adderall and cheerleading. That's so funny. Why not? It'll end in me getting that. You know, honestly, crying. that's actually really... <laughs> yeah, it's going to start that way, too. I think uh, <laughs> I should get into adult gymnastics. Yeah. And it's about, you know, that's sort of the through line of the show of like, yeah, so I'm starting this gymnastics class. And then, of course, that's the, you know, you take little asides. But yeah. Then, uh, can you do all the stuff still? Uh, no, my body is ruined. It is? It is. What parts? Uh, joints, ligaments. All of them? Most of them. From neck, that? neck? Neck, lower back, knees. Though That's where I got it. It's really bad. Oh my God, so you're finished. You're like, you're like 12 years old and I'm you're retired. done. You're retired from physical uh, exercise. You know, I do, I do a little bit of Pilates here and there. Oh yeah? I take a walk. On the reformer? You know it. You got it, really? And on the other one, do you ever do a, on the Cadillac? On the what? Yeah. What you talking about? There's another Pilates machine. There's the Reformer. And Is that then the one that looks kind of like a massage table? The Reformer? The Cadillac. No, the Cadillac looks like a, a small trapeze getup. Yeah. It's got the... Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I haven't taken it for a spin myself. I was put on that thing by a Pilates instructor recently. I've been doing Uh-oh. Pilates classes. That's fabulous. Just one-on-one things with the machines. So, yeah. <laughs> and a very, uh, a very interesting and uh, a, a hard-to-read instructor. Who talks like this? Mm-hmm. Hi. 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 How are you? How's your body feeling today? Hard to read. How? Well, these trainers, and I have two of them, and they're women, are, uh, they've got a shtick. You know, they've got the, the, the zone that they stay in when they train. Like, like some right. of them, like when you're, like my, the one who I train with for weights and stuff, she's literally like going, ooh. Uh, like going, like you know, making noises for me. Like, mm. okay, here we. Like, she's like locked in, yes, to the training thing. And you know, you get bits and pieces of conversation, but I don't yes. know their lives. No, a hundred percent. I, I, I'm, a, I'm familiar with. Um, there is almost like a bre- like a lack of breath in the trainer right. speech. Mm-hmm. It's sort exactly. of and one and two. Right. Holding three, three and four, one more yeah. minute, guys. Here, five, yeah, six, pulse, seven. You know, there's yeah, kind of that yeah. thing pulse, where you, pulse, pulse, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sort of not. There's no. You can't really break in and go. Well, they're, but that's they're doing your job. A hundred percent. No, you get bits and pieces of their life, and then you can just. It's left to your imagination. I got a good. Uh, I want to say shout out to McKenna at Reformacore. Reformacore. Reformacore, great studio. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been doing that. Been doing that. All right, so you're doing this cheerleading. When do you uh, realize that you're bi? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, in looking back on my life, I I, um, 
think there were various points in my childhood where, you know, the the odd girlfriend after Hebrew school bumping and grinding in her room. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, sure. Uh, there, there were gay experiences very early on. I like it. You, camp? Uh, just Hebrew school. Just Hebrew school. Yeah. So you could, you didn't have to see them the next day. You had to wait a week. Right. Tuesdays only. <laughs> Tuesdays only. We called it Tuesday delight back then. <laughs> no, we didn't. We, we. Where, where would it happen? Like in the social hall, in his closet, at uh, the temple? The top bunk of her bed. Oh, okay. So after Hebrew school. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I think college was when I. Locked in? Really just accepted it. Yeah. That's weird because like with the dudes in Hebrew school. There was a lot of talk of masturbation. Yeah. But no, uh, no, let me do that for you. Sure. But but I remember very young that there was a lot of talk. Yeah, oh, of, of masturbation. Of course. Jews are kind of, you know, we're pretty open about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, the few Jews I know from Hebrew school, we still talk about masturbation. But now we talk about prostates and, you know, sure. and uh, tests. Sure, sure, know, sure, sure. Blood levels. You still hanging with those guys? I know one guy. That's awesome. In Albuquerque, David, David Kleinfeld. Shout out David Kleinfeld. We no, know what your conversations are with Mark. David Kleinfeld <laughs> was the first guy to, uh, he, he puts a limit on, on uh, uh, health talk. He's like, 10 minutes about health. I love this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Shout out to David. I know a couple other ones from Hebrew school. You don't know any anymore? Oh, yeah. 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 Friends? Yeah. Hmm? I guess, let me think. Not really anyone that's like super in my life on a day to day. But I feel like all my friends are Jewish pretty much. Really? A lot of them. Yeah. That's wild. A lot of Jews. Yeah, I don't Can't get enough. I'm not I guess my yeah, my two best friends are Jews. It's so great. But the, I don't I I see one of them, one of them's in New York. But I yeah. talk to him almost every day. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Okay, so you you kind of Hebrew school mm-hmm. grinding. Yep. With a girl named Rachel or Let's say that. Okay. That's fine. Rachel or uh Jody, etc. <laughs> Jody. It's the most goyish name ever. Is it? Actually, no. Uh, uh, Jody about, Rosenfeld. Cheryl. I, guess I can see Cheryl. That's as Jewish as it gets. <laughs> what Cheryl. Some, what are some other ones? I'm oh, to I think, mean Rebecca. Uh, oh, yeah, Rebecca. I I knew a girl named Eliana. There you go. That's nice. That will do it. Yeah. That's yeah. doing it for me. Okay. Is it? So. <laughs> all right. So you you do the cheerleading thing. You do Hebrew school. You go to college, and you're still like. Untethered, don't know what you want. What do you go to college for? I went to college for, uh, I went to the film school at Chapman University. I studied broadcast journalism because I was a big Rachel Maddow fan. And I thought. I knew her when she started. Go ahead. Is that so? Uh huh. Started what? News? Yeah. I was at her America. So. At the beginning. I I did a good interview with her. But I used to, I was at the beginning of Air America where she was hired as a newsreader and then just took over. I love her. She's like, she used to sit She's there. She's a fucking performer. Total performer, but also a Rhodes Scholar and a completely brilliant oh my God. Um, intellect. And an athlete. Yep. And a Fisher person. I love her. Oh my God. And and a mixologist. Is that, Oh, you know what? I see sometimes she would do that at the end when she was tossing to Lawrence. But uh, yeah, she was hired on it at Air America as a newsreader and then she became a co-host and then she became, she used to, she used to spend hours putting together like an hour show. She's it was a, unbelievable. You'd see her, you'd get to work. And we were we were the morning crew, so we were kind of leaving work. And she was just there at a full fucking table with stacks of papers laying out her shit. Wow. I, I miss her. It, like, I become, it's harder for me to keep in the loop 
without her. And I, I was very much uh, watched her every night. And I'm a big fan. And But I was happy to have known her uh, at the start. She's truly a brilliant and inspired performer. The way that she reads the news, yeah. it's as if she's not reading. I mean, she's she's an actor to me. No, like, she writes in her own voice. You know? It's, it's because she writes all that stuff. Oh, she's fabulous. So, okay, so you love Rachel and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be... Out- it turned out that I loved Rachel, not the news as much. <laughs> it was more of a Rachel thing. Yeah. Rachel. Yeah. If you're if you're hearing this. Yeah. You know, I yeah. wish you and your wife the best. You've never met her, but I love you. Um, no, I've never met her. Oh. This is a desperate plea. No, I'm I didn't think you could probably arrange a, a, <laughs> a hang with Maddow. Um, yeah, she she was a big figure for me. Yeah, I, I loved her a lot. And then, um, yeah, I went to school and. Uh, kind of quickly realized that that was not my calling. The life because of a reporter it, is fucked up, y'all. It is fucked. Y'all seen Nightcrawler? Mm-hmm. That shit is real. Yeah, but but you can be a commentator. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. think that, you know, is Rachel a reporter as much as she is an aggregator and intellectual uh, uh, kind of, pu- I don't know, pundit? pundit. but uh, Yeah, I think pundit's right. Broadcaster, yeah. I think so. I think so. But I think like the more common path and certainly the type of broadcast journalism education was geared towards more of a reporter. Right. At, sure. At, at Chapman. And you know. where'd you go? Chapman University. What is that? It's in Orange County. Hmm. Yeah. It's all right. What is that? Just a liberal arts college? Yeah. You know it. Uh-huh. Not, not special? It's, you know, honestly, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's making a bit of a name for itself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In I what think way? It's, well, you know, the Stranger Things guys went there. Oh. And they got some good alumni. Okay. Yeah. So, how are you doing? You holding up? I'm cool. Yeah? Are you? Yeah. Nope. What's that was a lie. What's the matter? You know, I just, nothing really. Mm. Nothing really. Are you now worrying about what you've said? No. Are you tired of talking? No. Oh. Are you? No. I like you. Yeah. Okay. I like you. We have a blast. We have had some good times. We have, and and we did some good shows together. Yeah, and I offered you uh, an, uh, a feature spot <laughs> on my shows, but you were just too fucking big for that, weren't you? No. Honey? Too fucking big. Guess what? Too fucking anxious about flying, and I just hate leaving L.A. No. 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 I, no I offered thing is you too big. a golden opportunity. <laughs> to come with me to Salt Lake City. Yeah, and work on your shit. <laughs> we can work on our shit at Dynasty, can't we? No. Damn it. You got to right. bring it to the real people. You're right. You know what I mean? What are you just going to be like? So, well, okay. T- tell me about me. I want to hear the story about when you came to the comedy store. Oh, this is nice. Okay. So, um, so... Where were you with comedy? First of all, I just want to speak directly to the what the fuckers. Yes. If I could just address them with your permission. Hey guys. Yeah. uh, We're coming to you from Mark's um, just to tell you that I am one of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just to tell you that, you know, I get you, I feel you, I am you, I see you. And I, and I have listened to this podcast for a really long time. And especially when I was starting to figure out that I was into comedy, I would listen to Mark. I would listen to his life and his feelings Mm -hmm. and where he's been and, um, I would listen to him talk to other comedians I loved. And I was in college and I worked up the courage to go see Mark at the comedy store when I was maybe, gosh, how old must I have been? I guess tw- nine, 19. I got into the comedy store mm-hmm. illegally. Mm-hmm. Shut him down. Yeah. But um, I was first in line and I saw uh, 
the show from the very beginning. Mark was not on till late. I think I was there for four hours before he got on stage. No, I think. it couldn't have been that long. I don't go on that late. Oh, yeah. no, I mean, it was like a, I think it might have been like a Monday or something uh, where it was like, I might have seen potluck, mm-hmm. that type of a thing. Uh, it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been on potluck, but it doesn't matter. No, no, no. I'm saying like later in that night. I don't know. Is that go how ahead. it works? No, not I don't really. know what I'm talking about. Maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but it doesn't Anywho, matter. Anywho, I was there for a while. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was first in line and, and they sat me at the lip of the stage. I'm not talking about like, oh, yeah, there's the stage and then there's a walkway and then there's tables. I'm talking about stage table. Yeah. Stage and, to table to Hannah. Yeah. So Mark to stage to table to Hannah. Yeah, the original room at the comedy store. You're at, right there. At the original room. Yeah. You're right there. And um, I was with my friend uh, from high school and she came with me and, and we were there and I saw Mark and I was so excited and I was so new. And my friend, and, and you started to kind of talk to us and be like, what's your guys' deal? And my friend was like, pointed to me and totally embarrassed me and was like, she loves you. <laughs> and you were like, oh, that's nice or something. Yeah. I don't remember. I blocked yeah. out. But um, yeah, it was just like a fun experience. And it was my first time at the Comedy Store, which is, of course, a place where like I would later go to do open mics and really yeah. sort of idolize as an institution at that was time. Was that funny? Of course. Oh, okay. Of course. But you probably didn't know because your friend had made you uncomfortable and you were... I was probably panicking. Spiraling. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. That was the beginning. So you were 19 when you wanted to do comedy? Um, I was getting into it at that time. Yeah. I was doing improv at my college. I'm embarrassed to say. Yeah. Um, I was an improviser. Yeah. Um, which I was not very good at because it required a sort of mental freedom that I did not at the time possess. Do you have it now? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. It's great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then sort of, yeah, just started doing stand up like more so like my senior year of college. Really? Real. At college? Um, yeah, like sort of towards the end, I would go up to LA and do open mics and. In the um, alt scene? I went all over. I would do the club. You know, the clubs didn't have like really accessible mics, yeah. but you know, most mics were like coffee shop yeah. vibes. Now, as the child of a comedic legend, mm-hmm. did you. Watch your mom? You mean on, on old? Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. Oh, that must be wild. It is. Did you grow up doing that or did you do it sort of more seriously when you got older? I think uh, way way more so when I got older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's trippy, man, because she, you know, I just, uh, knowing, you know, I, I feel like I was I was living with her in her apartment when she was writing mm-hmm. uh, her memoir. And so kind of knowing the backstory of a lot of those years. And then after that, having, yeah. s- seeing like... You mean the dark stuff? Yeah, yeah. 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 Drugs and... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was she a food person too? Uh, yeah, and, we all are. And, we all are. But like Gilda and everybody. I mean, that was it. That was the beginning. Well, I think the... Yeah. Right? Totally. Drugs, food issues, insanity. But in her, like, the one thing that comes to mind is the daughter and the Coneheads. That's a big yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, There's That's also, a big one. My favorite one is the exorcism sketch with Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. She's so fucking fierce in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's funny. She's really funny. So, okay, so now you're you're doing stand-ups. Yeah, 19, 20. 20-ish. Yeah. 21, I you like say. stand-up? I do. I will say that... Um, the it was this thing that I relied on to for like to feel good. Yeah. Um, that is I didn't understand really at the time that that's yeah. what I was so addicted to. Right. Um, and chasing. But um, 
Yeah, it's also like there's a purity of of my love for it. Like I love comedy. Yeah. I love comedians. Yeah. And you know what? Listening to WTF, like yeah. I think I fell in love with comedy through falling in love with comedians and listening oh, yeah? to you and yeah. listening to the other comics yeah. that you talk to. Like I can't tell sometimes if I like comedy more than I like comedians. Like, yeah. I think I maybe like comedians <laughs> more than comedy. But I think like if I'm not if I'm hearing you correctly, I mean th- the thing about stand-up, it is this solitary thing, and it is very immediately engaged, mm-hmm. and you don't really have to rely on anybody else. So yeah. when it goes well, you, you know, there's nothing quite like it, and it's yeah. all you. The yeah. feeling of sort of accomplishment or, I don't know, do you get off on laughs or do you get off on doing bits? Um, I think it's I think it's Tied both. Together, yeah. Yeah. So how does Hacks happen? So I was doing comedy in LA from around like 20 end of 2017 yeah to you know 2020 when everything kind of shut down yeah and I had been auditioning my my you know I got I got repped through just like folk my agents and managers coming to shows in LA and they yeah. you know signed with those guys and then they sort of suggested like because I did I only wanted to be a comic well how'd you get a break how'd you get seen were you on were you in a Montreal thing yes I I did um I did new faces 2019 and that's where you got the attention Initially or what? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I would say that was, I I would say that was was a big pop, and then uh, doing late night was a big late night. Yeah, with uh, Fallon. Uh, uh, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh, the Late Show. You did stand up. Yeah. Huh. I don't even. Do they do many stand ups on there? They do. They don't do many. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. And you nailed it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it it felt good. And you weren't repped yet, so then you were like a, I was. Okay. I was repped. But All right, that, so yeah. that's how you got on the radar. Now mm-hmm. All right, so 2017 to 2020, so what happens with the hacking? You're just auditioning? Yeah, just auditioning. Mm-hmm. No no callbacks. Yeah. Not one. Mm. Um and then yeah, like around March like right before the pandemic, I uh got an audition for Hacks and I went in person to the casting office. Mhm did it Mm -hmm. thought nothing of it obviously i figured you know this is kind of this will this is great yeah it'll it won't pan out and then the world sort of shut down and then um a couple months later they said you know we want to do a callback with you on zoom yeah did a callback on zoom yeah a couple months later they said we're trying to figure out how to get you in person with gene for a chemistry test yeah chemistry read forgive me um and uh yeah did the chem read a couple months later and then a couple weeks later they called me and 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 that's how the dynamic duo of you and Jean started. Yeah. You like her? Love her. How's she doing? She's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. So now we can work as comics and that's what you're doing. Yes. I'm and going on the road, folks. Yeah. I, I had some comments about your poster, but yeah, that was <laughs> I think it's a beautiful design yes. for a t shirt, maybe. Maybe. I you know I I didn't have a problem with the design, but I didn't know what it was. If you look at it from a distance, you're like, "That's interesting artwork." Wow! And then and then you're like, "Oh, it's it's a name." Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> like my act. It's a gorgeous design, but I don't know what it is. But you're going all over the place. Have you started? I ha- I haven't. How are you going to overcome this fear of leaving LA or flying? Uh, I'm are just going to do it. What are you are you bringing openers? Uh, some places. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I didn't get offered. Okay. You you're too big for me, Mark. Oh, is that it? All right. So, what's the plan? Are you freaking out about uh, about doing the road? No, it's not my first time. No, 
How was it the last time? It was great. It was great, but you know what? I was mm-hmm. like, I think I smoked a little pot with my touring agents. Yeah. Uh, not with them, but before yeah. I called them yeah. for my last tour, and I yeah. was like, I got to get out of the clubs, man. I want to be on the road, man. I got to play the music venues. Yeah. And then I did all music venues, and I was like, okay, this is not acoustically correct for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing the clubs this time. <laughs> yeah. How's the, yeah. Uh, oh, you're doing comedy clubs? Yeah. Oh, pretty good. much Pretty much only comedy clubs. And do you, have, do you find that, you know, who comes? We got a lot of queers. Yeah. We got a lot of girls. Yeah. And we got their husbands. Yeah. That they begrudgingly bring. Bring. Yeah. Um, we got we got some cool people. You know, we just got like the 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 folks who who want to see a, a a gal talk. Yeah. Well, you know? good. So you find that the you got you got people. I do think I might have people. It's nice. And where are you at with the uh, hour? The hour. You mean the fifty minutes? <laughs> I don't want to do an hour, guys. 50. Who's sitting for an hour? You got, you're doing the 50, and you got an opener, too? Let me tell, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll give you 50 rock-solid, shiny minutes. Okay. And I'm not wasting time. That's a promise. And I'm trimming the fat. Okay. I mean, there's not much fat to trim. Yeah. But I'm giving you good shit, and we're getting in, and we're getting out. You yeah. don't need to be, because, you know, you I, I can't sit still. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've been seen, to a comedy I, show. I've seen the material. It's funny, Thank interesting. You. Sometimes there's uh, additional sound. You know it. <laughs> you know it. I use the tools that mm-hmm. are before me. I've been using music in my act. That's right. You know that? You I believe it. it. You haven't seen it. But I, I, have. I I do it from my phone, my Taylor Swift story. Oh, my God. Am I amazing? I, I integrate uh, some Taylor Swift into my act right okay, now. Okay, that's huge. It's big. It's big. I don't know if Taylor's going to get upset. Uh-oh. And, uh, Be careful, send, uh, Mark. Those fans yeah. are vicious. No, the fans uh, are, are going to like it, but I don't okay. know if Taylor's going to be upset that I'm using a snippet of a song of oh. hers during my set on my phone, holding it up to a microphone. I don't know if she'll send some sort of a- uh, Some goons after yeah, you? Yeah, some Taylor goons after some me to shut me down. Goons <laughs> some goons to stomp you? Some 17-year-old girls yeah. angry. I'm telling you, they're fierce. Angry. They are fierce. They're scary. There's a lot of them. They are an army. So if people want to find out where, this is a big plug section. Because okay. it feels like you're, uh, you're, you're crawling out of your skin and you're ready to leave. Does it feel that way? No, I'm just looking at your face. Oh. And you, it doesn't sound that way to the people listening. But me looking at you right now, all, all I see is like, how long is this going? No, that's so... Right. you projecting? Not, you are. It's my own insecurity? I'm here to tell you you are. Okay, good. Um, then go to hannaeinbinder.com. No? Yeah, I'm going to be at the, uh, should I rattle them off? Sure, why not? Folks, I'm going to be the Sacramento Punchline Five Show September wow, 14th through 16th. Have you been there? I have. Yeah, I used to play that room. It's pretty good. Big room, big wide room. It's big good. wide room. It, next to the mattress store. You know it. In the strip mall. Yeah, I love go it. Ahead. Raleigh Improv, Raleigh, North Carolina Five Oh, I know shows. that one. No, I don't, don't. I don't, actually. I you don't? I used to do Good Nights in Raleigh. You got to do Raleigh Improv. I used to do Good Nights. Good Nights was the old old timey comedy club. I think oh, it's a shit. helium now, but it's all right. Go ahead. Five shows, September 21st through 23rd. Uh-huh. Comedy Works Denver. Make some noise. Downtown? You know it. Oh, that's a hot room. Can't that's fuck up room. there. Can't fuck up there. Good that's di- what they say. Yeah, it's Addicted good. to comedy over there. Yeah. October 5th through the 7th, five shows. Uh-huh. Come on down. Acme, Minneapolis. Oh, you've been there? Yep. That's a good one. Open Big for room. Dana there. You open for Dana? Yeah. But not for me. Fine. I get it. <laughs> you, know, you, yeah, you know, I read the Wikipedia page, cited a lot of influences. I was not one of them, but I still am showing up for you. Mark. It's okay. 
you know that Wikipedia that. cannot. Yeah. Fine, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, Acme's good. That, that's uh, Acme. Louis Lee. That's love. always interesting. October twelfth well, through the fourteenth. Strong word, but yeah. Go ahead. You love the club. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and then I'm doing a comedy bar in Toronto. Oh yeah, I know that place. That's yeah. uh, in the big room over there. I think there's two rooms at the comedy yeah. bar, isn't there? Yeah, probably in the probably in the big room. That's a, like that's Five a nice shows. intimate place. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that'd be good. October twentieth through the twenty second. Okay, and then. And then I'm doing a festival, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Wow. Yeah, November 11th, one night only. Is that outdoors? I don't know. Mm. One night only, babe. Yeah? One night only. I hope it's not outdoors. Might be. Why? Outdoors is hard. It's Mm. weird to me. That's very, but like as an L.A. comedian, you kind of get used to outdoors. When you, when you, I think. I never did one fucking outdoor show during the entire pandemic. Well, because you're a fucking door guy. You're doing the clubs. You're doing the store. You're doing the inside. Yeah, but even when, when there was no inside to do, I was like, I'm, I'd rather not do. (laughs) Outdoor than in. Yeah, I don't like it. It's just everything. It's just, I I can't, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to compartmentalize what's happening. It's hard for me to compartmentalize, generally speaking. Well. You know, I understand that. Yeah, it's just there's a dissipation. There's a, it doesn't matter. Oh, Hannah, it doesn't dread. matter. Hold on. I just got a text. Jeselnik? No. Yeah, he texted me. What's he saying? Oh. Huh. Oh, Jeselnik said uh, he's been with her for 10 years. Oh? Gave me the uh, information. Oh, my God. She's in Santa Monica, but she's the best. You Santa- can drive to Santa Monica. For a haircut? No one gels on it's probably going to cost me $400 to get a haircut. It's a moneymaker, baby. You got to keep it tight. Do I? I don't know. We're comedians. I guess not. I, you know, I, 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 I barely keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't keep much tight. But actually, you keeping it tight is you keeping it loose. Mm, that's true. If that makes sense. Yeah, it took a long time to, 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 to sort of, uh, you know, bring that together. Yeah, uh, being loose, but it's tight. It's a long road. A long road to looseness, but tight. Totally. All right. Are you done? Are you? Almost. I mean, yeah. What's going to happen now? Well, I'm going to finish this banana bread. Yeah. What's today? Friday? Yeah. Mm. You working tonight? I don't think so. Are you all right? What, are you just going to go home? I'm going to go on a walk. Around Silver Lake? Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Okay. There you go, me and Einbinder. Go to hannaheinbinder.com to check out her tour schedule and get tickets. She can do the job. She's an enjoyable act. Hang out for a minute. Okay, people, there's more movie talk this week for full Marin subscribers. I watched Mulholland Drive with Kit, which is one of her favorite movies. I was on board. I was watching it. It looked good. I liked the stylistic elements. I liked Mm -hmm. all the little bits and pieces of it. Yeah. But then in like the last act, it takes a switch. People are in different roles, playing people you're kind of familiar with, either as corpses or other characters. And, uh, and then I'm sort of like, what's happening and what's, you know, what's with the box with the key, (laughs) who's who, what's happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, not unlike other Lynch projects, I just got uh, aggravated. (laughs) And I tried to make sense of it. And I know that, you know, I was told, Sam Lipside said, well, there's a dream logic to it. And it's like, okay, so when I wake up and dreams are still fresh in my mind, I try to figure them out. And you know what? I can't. Hmm. 
And uh, so I'm I, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie, but oh. for, <laughs> but for me, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> for me, it was not uh, it was not a great experience because I just I end up frustrated at the end. And when I go over the parts and stuff, I can be like, well, that was a good part. This is a good part. That was interesting. That was acted well. That was, uh, you know, I like this view of Hollywood and whatnot. It's a Hollywood movie. It's a Hollywood movie. But uh, but you claim that there is sense to be made. Yeah, there is. There is. Check out all the bonus episodes. We're doing two a week by signing up for the full Marin. Just go to the link in the episode description or visit WTFpod.com and click on WTF+. Next week, Gary Goldman is back on Monday. And on Thursday, I talk to comedian Aparna Nancherla. And here's some, uh, I keep evolving my three-chord thing. There's a vibe, man. There's a vibe to the Marin Blues.
Boomer lives. Monkey and LaFonda. Cat angels everywhere. Okay, okay, okay. All right, it's a little slow.